Hi there, you are listening to the Beauty Business Podcast, and this is a bit of a special edition, focusing on the situation we find ourselves in right now in late March 2020. These are strange times, but I want to help you navigate through it with some ideas and suggestions for your business to not just survive this, but to thrive as much as possible during this period and beyond. Hi, you're listening to the Beauty Business Podcast, now with over a quarter of a million downloads worldwide. Now, this is the podcast for you if you run an independent beauty salon, a skin clinic, or a spa. I'll help you reach your business goals through simple to understand, practical, and beauty industry-focused business information and advice that I've learned and implemented working with spas and salons over the last 20 plus years. So if you want more money or more clients for your business, or you'd like a bit more control or time back for yourself, then you're in the right place. I'm here to show you exactly what you need to do. Oh yeah, and who am I? My name's Adam Chatterley. I'm your host here on the show. Now let's get into today's episode. Okay, so there are no two ways about it. We are living in some interesting times right now. If you're listening to this episode as it comes out, or indeed anywhere around March or April or possibly May 2020, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. And if you're listening to this in the future, well, there was this virus and it kind of spread around the world. And well, I won't go into detail. I'm sure we're not going to forget about this in a hurry. Go ahead and Google it if you're really not sure. Now, I should say, I'm trying to keep things lighthearted on purpose here. I've got some very actionable advice that I want to share with you in this episode to help you, you know, build your business at every stage of this situation that we find ourselves in. But I'm a real believer in having fun along the way. Now, I totally understand the seriousness of this situation, which is why I've put this episode together. But please understand that I'm attempting to help in the best way I can. There's little point in worrying and panicking on its own. I believe in being positive and proactive and in making the most of things. So, let's have a little bit of fun along the way as we go. Now, yes, these are uncertain times. Things are uncertain. Yes, it can seem a little scary right now, but here's the thing. Worrying on its own is pointless. Now, like the song says, worrying is like trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubblegum. Yes, things are uncertain. Yes, it can seem a little bit scary right now. Worrying on its own is pointless. Taking action even very small action, planning, being prepared. That's what we need to focus on right now. But a couple of things I need to point out first. Number one, this whole situation is changing fast. Where we are today is most likely going to be an entirely different place to where we're going to be next week. In fact, since starting my notes for this episode back in mid-March, I've pretty much had to rewrite the whole thing three times already. And this is why I'm trying to cover things at various stages of this crisis throughout this episode. Now, number two, every country is handling this situation differently. So the rules and the practices where you are might be very different to somewhere else. Again, that's why I'm trying to cover the various stages people and their businesses might be at as I go through today. Now, as I record this right now, I think most of the world has reached the same point in terms of salons and spas and everyone having closed their doors to seeing clients in person. Again, this wasn't the case just a few days ago. 
And number three, I can only offer my best advice here. You must do what you think is right. And you should, of course, listen to the local authority, the government and the healthcare authorities in your area in terms of what you must do from a healthcare and a protection point of view. Now, as well as that, I'd love to hear more about your situation. I don't think we've ever been more in the same boat, but all with very specific challenges and issues than we are right now. I think one of the best things that we can all do is to talk to each other about our worries, about our new working weeks and what things are different. Only then can we really understand and help each other out. So from my own point of view, and the reason that this episode has taken me a little bit longer to get out into the world than I'd have ideally liked, is because since the schools closed uh, on March 20th here in the UK, which was my birthday as it happens, um, I've been the new head of childcare at our house, or what we've lovingly started calling Camp Chatterley. Now, my amazing wife actually works for the National Health Service here in the UK, and as such, is very much needed now at work. So I have the pleasure of my six-year-old daughter and three-year-old son's company all day long. Now, that kind of puts a pretty big dent in my ability to get work done. But my team at Salon Business Secrets and the Beauty Business Podcast have been amazing throughout this. But as the leader of those teams, I've been somewhat hampered and I didn't want to continue with the episodes that we had scheduled because I didn't think they were appropriate given the current situation. So it's taken a bit more time to get this episode put together and recorded. Not to mention, like I said, each time I rewrote the notes, things shifted that night. So that's kind of me. That's how things are affecting me right now. How are things affecting you? Now, I think we're going to see the effects of this for many years to come. And I honestly think that while it's very easy to focus on all the negatives right now, I genuinely think there will be some positives to come out of this situation. But anyway, let's get down to business. I'm here to help. And first of all, let's start with the big and very immediate problem facing a lot of you right now. Let's talk about money. Now, with the stress of everything else that's going on and all the uncertainty, the worry of money really isn't going to help the situation at all. Now, at this point, I'd like to quote one of my favorite speeches turned songs, Everyone's Free to Wear Sunscreen. If you haven't heard of it, check it out. It's amazing. Anyway, there's there's a line in there that says, worry, but understand that worrying is like trying to solve an algebra equation by chewing bubblegum. Basically, worrying on its own is pointless. It's not going to do anything. Now, we all kind of know this, but this doesn't stop us doing it anyway, and it doesn't stop us having it be a huge source of stress for ourselves and for people in general. So the very best advice I have here, and really whenever worry or stress about your business takes hold, is to just do something. Now, rather than sit there worrying about your financial situation or worse, ignoring it and pretending it doesn't exist, here's what I suggest you do. First of all, make a list of your monthly business outgoings. Now, you could do this for your home as well, but I'm mainly talking about your business here, okay? So make a list of all your business's outgoings on a monthly basis. Now, first of all, what things can you cancel? Okay, subscriptions, unnecessary deliveries, reorders, things like that. That could at least save you some of your money in outgoings immediately, right away. Now, second, what are your biggest outgoings? Things like rent, mortgage payments, finance payments, loans, utilities, anything like that in order of size, i.e. most costly to least, make yourself a list of them. Okay. That may have been a little bit more uncomfortable than you want it to be, but now I want you to track down a phone number of those people or companies, call them, 
They're likely to be busy, so the sooner you can do this, the better. Maybe even check out their website as that by now might have information on it that you're going to need and will save you waiting on the phone. But basically what you're trying to do is explain your situation. Say that you want to keep paying them, but that things are indeed going to be very tight. So what options are available to you to either defer those costs, move them to another time, spread them over a period, put them off for a while, all these different things. Defer what you can, reduce and cancel anything else that you can to keep your costs to an absolute minimum at this point. Now, again, by the time I recorded this episode, most salons and spas in the parts of the world, certainly where this podcast is listened to, are going to have closed their doors. So if you have shut the doors to your salon for now, make sure you've done all the little simple things as well. You know, you've turned everything off that doesn't need to be on. You've reduced any automated heating systems to their minimum so that you're saving on any energy and any money that you're spending on things like that. Basically, find every single thing that costs you money in your business that you're not going to be using for the time being and reduce it to as low as possible. Now, also at the time I'm recording this episode, governments around the world are rushing to announce what support packages they can that they're putting in place. Now, here in the UK, they've got out in front of this quite quickly for some workers, a little bit less quickly for business owners, and only really yesterday for people who are self-employed. Now, each category of worker here is going to exist in the beauty industry to some extent. And I get that this is going to be a big source of worry and stress for most people. So my best advice here is to keep yourself informed by watching your government or local authorities' official briefings. Please don't go by what's being spread on social media because I've seen a huge amount of either miscommunicated messages, poorly worded messages, wrong interpretations, or just downright nonsense in terms of advice, even from industry sources such as trade magazines and things like that. So please make sure that you're getting your information, certainly about financial support packages, from an official source. Now, you might want to clarify as well exactly what category you fit into, as there can be a lot of grey areas showing up here. Now, just as an example from my own world, personally, I'm an employee of my own limited company. So I'm both a business owner and an employee. Now, I followed my own advice and I reached out to my accountant just to clarify exactly which support packages I should be looking at, should I need them for my business, for both myself and my other employees. So that's something you might want to do as well. If you have an accountant, maybe they have some sort of information source, something on their website that they can link you up with that will provide you with information specific to your own needs in your own business so that you don't have to do all this legwork yourself. Now, also, my advice is to connect with any trade bodies or industry associations that you have in your country. Now, I've seen a huge, amazing effort made from these associations to support their members and even their non-members at this time. You know, this is not a time to make available information only to the few. We need to work together. So check out those websites of whatever type of business you are in your country or in your area or in your state so that you can keep up to date with this information. Now, if there are any support packages available, make sure you know exactly when these are likely to be available to you and what you need to do in order to access them. Now, in some cases, authorities are reaching out to businesses for you. In others, you're going to need to apply for things like grants and loans. So make sure you apply for these as soon as they become available. Please don't leave it to the last minute until you absolutely need it, because all of these things are likely to take a lot of time to process. And there's lots of people going to be jumping on them as soon as they can. 
Now, also contact your bank. You know, almost every single financial institution has been ordered to do what they can to help businesses. Now, it might be something like an overdraft or a loan at the moment, but find out what's available to you now as well as later, because there could be this time delay in some of these support packages coming from the governments or local authorities. Now, when I started writing this episode, large portions of the world salons were still seeing clients. So the next section that I had, I was going to cover things like continued or reduced operations. Now, I'm fairly sure now that this isn't the case anywhere. So I've kind of canceled that little bit. So I'm going to be moving straight along to business ideas and ways to keep money coming in, even though your salons are shut down. So yes, the beauty business or the beauty industry is indeed probably, I'd say, the most hands-on industry in the world. I mean, social distancing is fairly tricky if you're going to be performing a massage on someone. Now, I'm sure you've seen some of the more light-hearted memes out there on social media of people, you know, prodding clients with sticks to maintain their distance. However, there are still things you can do to both keep in contact with your clients while your salon is closed and keep some money coming in as well. First of all, online consultations. Now, we've reached a point where it's so easy to use technology to have as in-person a conversation as possible with someone, even though we can't actually physically be in the same place as them. We've got tools like Zoom, FaceTime, Skype, Google Hangouts, even Facebook Messenger makes all this stupidly simple these days. So how can you still provide a service to your clients in this way? Well, as an example, if you're a skincare expert, you can do a fairly in-depth consultation in this way. Better still, you can also still recommend products to your clients and then sell them those products and have it delivered to them. You can even offer something like a follow-up video call to ensure that they've received the products and they know exactly how to use them. Now, if you're a massage therapist, yeah, this is going to be a little bit trickier. However, you can still hold a virtual appointment with someone. You can still perform that consultation, you know, ask them what their their struggles are, what um, uh, stresses and tension they're feeling, things like that, and offer solutions that can help them even if you can't physically massage them. You know, could you even talk someone's spouse or partner through performing a basic massage on someone else? You know, you could even charge for this service. So figure out how you can take what it is that you do and turn it into some sort of virtual appointment or consultation, even if you physically can't perform the treatment on your clients yourself. Now, I've been advising all my students and clients where possible to keep the appointments they've already got booked in, but just switch them to video appointments. So even if you can't perform that treatment or service yourself, you still may, may be able to help people. You know, how to do safe lash removal at home, gel removal, nail care, home waxing, distance Reiki, relaxation classes, guided meditation, all of these different things. And if you really, really can't do what you do over a video connection, at the very least, you're still keeping that connection with your clients and showing them that you're there for them. Remember, people are going to be struggling for personal connections at the moment, and they may just be glad to talk to someone. And that someone could be you. How amazing is that for your clients? So product sales, one-to-one -one consultations, online appointments, group classes, tutorials, all of these things can fairly easily be a source of income for you, even though you can't be in your salon at the moment. Now, in terms of collecting money for these, I say keep it simple. You know, send out a PayPal link to collect payment, ask for a bank transfer from someone, or if you have a Stripe account, get yourself an app called Charge, 
I'll link to it in the show notes pages, which allows you to simply take payment direct to your Stripe account by typing in someone's client, uh, one of your client's card details, which you can simply take from them over the phone. Now, just I decided to put this bit in as well. Just a quick word of warning here. As I said earlier, you need to check out the financial support options available to you where you are. Now, again, here in the UK, there's been a fairly generous support package announced for employees, but there is still some uncertainty over exactly when this would apply. Now, it's been assumed that it would only be available where employees physically couldn't perform work to bring in money for them and for the businesses they work for. So as an example, in this case, if you have your own employees performing some services such as I've described here, it could mean that you might be unable to apply for that support. I'm not saying that's for certain, but it's just another reason why you need to make sure that you're kept informed and up to date about exactly what support is available to you. Now, that said, if you are able to bring in more money from providing these services to your clients, then that's just a huge win because you don't need to make that claim and you're still bringing in money, which is fantastic. Now, no matter what you do, though, as a business owner, keep in touch with your clients, please. Now, whether that's by email, by messenger, by WhatsApp, whatever it is, you need to be keeping your clients informed of what's happening for you, for them, and let them know that even with everything that's going on, you're still there for them and they are still a priority for you. Now, posts on social media for me don't count here. That's just generally putting out information to the world. I think you need to be actively contacting and directing information just to your clients. Do social media by all means, but you need to be putting that information in front of your clients as well. Now, I've spoken to lots of salon owners, both in person and throughout my Facebook group this week, and I'm shocked at still how many don't have some direct way to contact all of their clients en masse, like via email, via messenger, via text message, something like that. So I'm going to be doing an episode on that very soon to help you get this in place and make sure you have this ability both now and moving forward in the future. Now, another thing you can do to ensure some money is still coming in is to offer your clients vouchers for future treatments. Now, you do need to be a bit careful here, though. For a start, be mindful that just like you, money is likely to be on lots of people's minds here. So you're going to need to offer a bit more of an incentive for people to purchase vouchers. Now, there's something in it for you because you're getting money in. So there needs to be something in it for them as well. Now, an example of this would be to say uplift the voucher value. So let's say if someone buys a voucher now from you for £100 or $100, but they can't physically use it yet, they have to wait to use it. You could make that voucher worth, say, £125 or $125 once treatments are resumed. So it's costing them some money now. It's bringing some money into your business, but they're getting a bigger value on the other side. Now, also something else you might want to just check out is you need to be wary of how you can actually use that money collected in voucher sales right now in your business. In most countries, voucher sales are classed as what's called deferred income. Now, this means that you can't class it as revenue until you've performed the treatment or the service. So if you generate income in this way now, and then you spend that money to keep your business going, it could possibly create you a bit of a problem further down the line from an accounting point of view. But then again, that might be a problem for another day. And I'm sure, I'm really sure about this, practices and authorities are going to have to be a little bit more relaxed in the future, even after we're all back to work, because it's going to take, you know, the economy shifting back into any sort of normal practice for quite a long time to come. 
So that's just a few ideas of how you can potentially keep bringing money in during these times. But what else can you do now that you're likely to be on this sort of enforced shutdown? Well, loads of things, as it turns out. Now, as I said right back at the beginning of the episode, I do prefer to approach things from a positive, proactive point of view. And while it might be difficult to see the benefits of this situation that we're in right now, they are there. Now, I'm calling this section opportunities because there are plenty. For example, I'm always talking about making time for working on your business as well as working in your business. Well, now, potentially, you really do have that time. Now, before you start yelling at me, I do appreciate that this is not going to be the case for everyone. Lots of people, including me, have suddenly found themselves in daily charge of their children that would normally be at nursery, at preschool, school, or something like that. Now, others within our industry have very generously and very courageously answered the call of their national healthcare providers by volunteering. Now, both of these, and I'm sure others, I'm sure there's lots of reasons as well, are essential, unavoidable, and will certainly be time-consuming. So you will have to judge just how much time you have. But all I'm saying here is that you may very well have a unique opportunity here. What have you been wanting to do for or in your business for a long time, but you haven't been able to because of ongoing business, of clients, of commitments, of time, of all these different things. So first of all, planning would be right at the top of my list and should be yours too. Now, this situation, no one knows how exactly how long it's going to last, but no, but this isn't going away quickly. Okay. It's not going to be a couple of weeks and we'll be back to work, despite what I've heard some salons and other businesses saying. I've got no crystal ball or further information, but I am advising my clients that businesses within our industry are not going to be reopening their doors anywhere near normal fashion until I'd say at least the 1st of June, the very earliest. Now it's more than likely going to be longer than that. And I'm also sure that physical touch businesses such as salons and spas and clinics and hair salons as well will actually be one of the last industries to get completely back to normal again. Now, I could be wrong and you might be allowed to reopen a little bit sooner, but it isn't going to be any more than a couple of weeks sooner. So you've certainly got at least eight weeks of time. Now, if you plan now for that time, you can get loads done and be in a much stronger position when you do get back into business. So what exactly can you do? Well, you can do that full-scale stock take that you've been meaning to do for ages. You can find every product in your business. You can look at the expiry date. You can prioritize what needs moving on as soon as possible, you know, to avoid things spoiling and costing you money. So you can also do some redecorating or even a full salon refurb. Maybe you've been wanting to move things around and have a really good reorganize. Even really mundane jobs like sorting out your accounts, your paperwork, you know, your office that's become just a massive dumping ground. You know, these are all things that you're going to have to do at some point. So if you do them now, you're going to have more time later to see clients when you are open again. And remember that there will be an absolute flood of clients once life gets back to normal. And you'll want to make sure you've got as much time to see as many of them as possible. So the more you get organized now, the better you'll be when that happens. Now, there's also things like social media planning, promotions planning, events planning, new client initiatives. Now, like I said, I can't tell you exactly when you'll be able to put these in place. But if you've got them all planned out, if you've got everything ready to go, you've got all your text, all your images, all of that stuff ready to go, you'll be able to take action more quickly than your competition and you'll be the one that reaps all the rewards when we know things are going to be reopening again. 
can you also create any help guides for your clients? Now, these are things that can be useful right now or, again, when you reopen. Can you do any training? Can you give yourself or your staff online refresher training or new technique training? There are loads of suppliers and product houses that are offering this now, and a lot of them are doing it for free through this online training method. Now, you can even learn a new skill, not directly related to your treatments or services. It could be a business skill such as, I don't know, bookkeeping, accounting, applying for grants, marketing, pricing. The list really does go on and on. Maybe you can even learn a skill completely unrelated to your business, you know, as a way to kind of get your mind away from the business as, as, it, as it is. You know, if you have the time, why not learn to cook, you know, learn to cook a new meal, learn a language, take up yoga, learn to play a musical instrument. I really have this wonderfully utopian idea that we're all going to come out of this on the other side, you know, more enlightened, fitter, maybe more connected, more grateful people as a planet. Heck, this might even help to restore some of the damage we've done to the climate because we're all traveling and driving less and flying less and all these different things. Now, finally, I want to talk about something that's possibly a little bit strange for me to talk about, and that's your mental health. Now, I've already said, for me, keeping positive and being proactive is my kind of default setting. And I think that's been a huge help to my own mental health. But I know that not everyone is like that. I'm not generally an anxious person, but I noticed certainly a couple of weeks ago when things were, you know, really starting to get serious, I found myself getting really quite anxious. I realized that it was because there was just no break, no getting away from this onslaught of information. My phone was constantly pinging with the latest update, the latest confirmed case numbers, you know, information both true and false about what was happening and speculation on what the government was going to announce that night. You know, I even had messages from pretty senior business people that I'm connected with telling me things like, oh, stock, stock up on food tonight because we're going under martial law from midnight tonight. So I've now been exposed to more and more things about mental health over the last few years, working with organizations such as the UK Spar Association, of which I'm the current chairman. And this is something that I just wanted to touch on here. Now, as business owners, with various commitments to the business, to ourselves, to suppliers and creditors, to our clients, to our employees, this is a potentially very stressful time. So in order to manage that stress, and I know we all do this differently, I advise you to follow the World Health Organization guidelines on this. I'll put a link to these in the show notes pages so you can check them out yourself. But essentially, the things that I've taken from it, the things that I've put in place are things like to avoid watching, reading, or listening to any news that could cause you unneeded distress. Now, all reputable news sources have been advised to put a disclaimer on any reports that they have or any updates that could cause people distress. Take notice of these. And if you are an anxious person, if you know that this might affect you, just avoid them altogether. The next is to seek information only at specific times to suit you. Now, I really think this information overload causes more anxiety than it helps people. You know, turn off notifications on your phone. Set yourself times that you will keep yourself informed. I'm doing this myself mid-morning and then late afternoon, and that's it. Even though things are happening quickly, nothing is changing so quickly that you need, you know, minute-by-minute minute updates. You can't wait a few hours to find something out, okay? Doing that, having information flung at you constantly throughout the day 
only serves to keep your stress levels on high alert all the time. So anything you do here on social media, please make sure you verify it from a reputable source before you accept it, before you start worrying, or certainly before you start taking any action on it. Once again, I've heard all sorts of so-called news over the past weeks that was based solely on rumours and proved to be absolute nonsense. So if you hear any new development that affects you, it's worth spending just a couple of minutes checking it out, checking it out on Google or, or, or verifying it via your local news sources or something like that before you jump into panic mode. And now the next thing as well is to stay connected with people. Yes, your clients from a business point of view, but also your loved ones, your family, your friends. These are the people that are going to keep you sane and keep you grounded throughout this whole thing. I've already mentioned apps like Skype, Messenger, FaceTime, Zoom. These are great apps to help you keep in touch. But for more informal chats, use apps like House Party. If you've not heard of it, it's great. Um, use apps like House Party to connect with your friends as a group. Now, if you'd normally meet up with your friends, say on a Thursday evening for a glass of wine, do it, but do it over apps like House Party. I mean, really never have we been more thankful for having a smartphone in our pockets all the time. Now, the next thing as well is to avoid burnout. You know, we're all adjusting to a new way of working and a new way of living our lives. Like I said, this past week, I've been looking after my six-year-old daughter and three-year-old son for around 11 hours each day. And then I've been trying to get some work done in the evening. That's a tough gig. And I could have tried to pack in a full normal day's work in the nighttime, but I realized that this was just going to wipe me out. It was going to leave me more open to getting ill. And then I'd be no use to anyone. Now you're likely in a, a similar or very possibly an even more difficult situation with greater challenges than I or anyone else can appreciate. It's been a really difficult week, a difficult couple of weeks for everyone. And I've desperately wanted to do more for the industry, for my followers on Facebook and for you listeners to this very podcast. But I had to prioritize figuring out what was possible and what wasn't possible so I could be of more use longer term than simply trying to kill myself doing everything in this first week. So go easy on yourself. This is going to be the situation for a while now. Get used to it and set yourself realistic expectations. Don't try and do everything straight away. Now acknowledge what your situation is and what you can realistically do. Pause when you need to and take a few moments to yourself. If you've miscalculated how much you can get done, pull back and give yourself more room and expect a little less from yourself. If you need to, let go of things. If they're not essential, ask yourself whether they need doing. Remember, this situation is unprecedented. What normally gets done isn't going to be possible at the moment. And explore other options as well. I've never really been one for, you know, things like meditations. I've spoken about this in previous episodes, but I've gone back to some of those relaxation techniques and those meditations that I looked into over a year ago now in this past week, just to help switch off when I could, you know, deal with the fact that I'm not getting as much done as normal, but also to appreciate that while on one level it's an inconvenience, I'm also getting to spend so much time with my kids that I never would normally be able to do. And I should be truly thankful for that. Yes, at times I want to hide in a corner from them and not deal with another tantrum that my son can't find the right piece of Lego or my daughter has, you know, ruined that latest bit of coloring in by accidentally going outside the lines. I love them to bits. And on the whole, there are lots more smiles than there are moments I want to hide from them. But yeah, it's a challenge. It's it's a way of getting used to and we've got to make sure we're setting 
reasonable expectations for ourselves. So that's it. I know it's been a big episode. I know there's a lot of information in there. I wanted to bring it all to you in one big kind of lump of information. And like I said, I've had to rewrite that a couple of times. I hope it's helped you. I wanted to pack as much information in there for as many of you as possible. And once again, I do apologize. I'm sorry it took me longer than I hoped it would to get that out to you. Now, over the coming weeks, I've adjusted the podcast schedule to focus more deeply on the things that you can be working on while not in your businesses. Things I've already talked about here, but going into them in a bit more detail. And I hope to be able to stick to that schedule as much as possible. But please, more than ever, if there's something you'd like me to focus on in an episode or as a video in the Beauty Business Hackers group, please, please just let me know. Send me an email to let's talk at salonbusinesssecrets.com or just drop me a message on my Salon Business Secrets Facebook page or really, you know, just reach out to me in one of the 15 different ways you can get in contact with me these days. Now, I'll be back hopefully in a few days time with the first in that series of episodes focused on practical things you can do in this time away from your business. And we're going to be starting out talking very much about your website and fixing that problem I mentioned earlier in this episode about the importance of being able to connect with and contact all your clients easily en masse. So I'll be back again very soon. Stay positive, look after yourselves, and I will be back very soon with another episode. Bye for now.